Spirit help us to maximize this great season of encounter, this great season when God mixes with us, this great season when heaven is invading the earth. This great season when mercy is visiting humanity. This is the content of this great season. A moment again when Jesus will be better again and again in the house of men. There's a progression taking place in our Christian journey. It can never be lesser. It is always greater. No matter how dark it is, light is always what? Greater. Light is what? Greater. And that's why the prophetic writings we read today is ministering hope and confidence in our hearts. As people of faith, the Bible says we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And the content of faith 
is rooted in the word of God. So in other words, no matter how precarious things may look and appear, in the final analysis, the word of God will always what? Prevail. I can't hear you. Prevail. Say it louder. Prevail. Say the word of God will prevail in my life. And shout it and continue to prevail in my life. Can you say it louder? And continue to prevail in my life. Yes, that is God's agenda for ruling and taking charge of the world. The first thing of today keeps taking us back to foundation. It says on that day, hmm, which day is that? These days. They shall come forth a shoot from the stem of Jesse. Who is this Jesse? What was deposited in this man? You cannot talk of salvation from every angle without making reference to the man called Jesse. May it be part of God's agenda in the name of Jesus Christ. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. His lineage carries something heavy. That man was a deposit of God's treasure. God hid something great in him. And that is why from his roots something will come out. Very heavy. I've always told you, God does not hide his treasures in heaven. Does that shock you? The treasures of God, the greatest treasures of God are not hidden in heaven. The treasures we find on earth are just the shadow ones, the gold, the mine, the minerals we have in the soil all over the world. The greatest treasure of God is in human beings. He hides his treasure in human beings. If you have met Jesse before, Things happened and told him that out of you shall come out a branch that will revolutionize the world. They will laugh at you. Just as you are now, if I tell you anything now, say out of your family shall come something, something of this type. You will laugh, true of us. Because you have not even seen it. You don't even believe in yourself. But God who created you believes in Hallelujah. And he said that the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. That branch that will grow out of Jesse. Few weeks ago we heard when it says, I say, and the branch shall be beautiful. And what? Have you suddenly forgotten? And I asked you, and you get quiet. The branch shall be beautiful and what? 
doesn't make sense to you, right? That's why it doesn't excite you. Doesn't make sense. If I say the branch shall be full of dollars and gold and uh, pounds, yeah, amen, will now resound. May you not be a victim of ignorance in the name of Jesus Christ. The branch shall be beautiful and glorious. Very deep. And Jesus said, I am the vine and you are what? The branches. So from that root, from the stem of Jesse, a branch grew out of that. A stem came out of that root. And Jesus said, I am the vine that grew out. And you are the branches. So whatever is being said about the root and the stem is equally applicable to what? To the branches. To believe that shall be big in men. Christians have to learn to make the necessary collections of faith. The world is laid before you. You make the connection. You can now find your roots, the roots of your spirit. So that whatever happened to the root is equally the reality of the stem by being part and parcel of the stem you too are a beneficiary and that's why Isaiah says and the branch shall be what beautiful and what glorious there shall be no shame there shall be no disgrace it will be beautiful to behold He's talking about you. Life is not meant to be this and that that we see every day. There's more to life than just the accolades of material things. You can quantify the beauty, but you can't quantify the glory. It shall be glorious. That means it will command supernatural dimensions. Jesus commanded the glory of so that's why even after he has died, just that out of him a root came out, his name has remained indelible in history. Whether he drove limousine during his time, we don't care. Whether he had 20 fleets of houses, we don't, we don't care. But there was something about this man that has blessed generations. And that's what God wants to intend to do with us. He's not interested in your superficial glory. He's interested in your the glory that comes out of you that has the ability to impact generations. May that become your faith reality in the name of Jesus Christ. As we go down, it says that the world shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kids. That time is coming. When there will be perfect harmony. It has begun already. As many who allow themselves to be wrapped up in this glorious dimension of God have struck God with the reality of his testimony. St. Francis of Assisi was the kind of person that grew so much spiritually that he entered the bush and wild animals threatened to kill him, and a wolf came out and stood by him. And that wolf became his friend. 
Anytime his life is threatened, that wolf will show up. Wolf. Wolf is the most dangerous animal in the bush. St. Francis will come to what they see side and be talking and fish will come out to listen to him. He has struck God with this glorious dimension that God has given to us. Praise the Lord. And they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. <clears throat> all this is in these days. And these days is our day. This moment, this great moment of the church. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Where is the holy mountain? For those who are superficial in their faith, we say it's a physical thing. Mountain, you know, if you want to pray, you go to the mountain, climb this mountain and pray from there. There are people who still gather around different mountains, you know, in Abuja here. Two of us. They say that when they go there, they are closer to God. Their prayer will now move faster. They will tell you, do you know I went to the mountain to pray a powerful prayer? And some of them will deceive you and tell you, come, let me take you to the mountain. That as Moses was in the mountain, so we shall be with the Lord. And the Lord that answered by fire shall be our God. And you start feeling good. But this mountain is a different mountain. <clears throat> it's called the Mount of Zion. It's a spiritual mountain. A place God has lifted men into. We live there. We will pray from there. On Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness. And my people shall possess their possession. When you were baptized, you were baptized into that holy Zion. By faith, you belong there. <clears throat> Even though you are in the world. You are not of the world. The world is not to control you. You don't live by the dictates of the world. The language of the world should not control you. The culture of the world does not, is, you know, is, is not meant for you. You have a young culture, the culture of Zion. And the culture of Zion is a culture that is built by the word of God. You live by the inspiration that comes from the word of God. So that branch that, is, that shoot out from the stomach of Jesse is the king and the prince of that kingdom. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be called what? Wonderful. Called what? Counselor. Called what? Mighty God. God was everlasting Father. God was the Prince of Peace. How many of them? Four or five. Okay. I leave that to you. So the government is upon his shoulder, and you belong to his kingdom. And he has made a decree that there shall be no hurt. No hurt. 
no hurt or destruction in all my holy mountain. The garden of God's people in a place like this establishes what? The holy mountain. And he says, there shall be no hurt, there shall be no destruction in all my holy mountain. Why? For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. When you see the massive water in the sea, it is intimidating. It's frightful. It can roar. It can clap. When there's massive flood, you can see what water can do. It can take up a nation. Just the little pockets of flooding that we just, we just experienced. You can see the amount of dominance that water showed. Places you never believe that water can go into. Water, water went into all sorts of places and then flooded everywhere. Dominated the environment. And everything was subject to it. God used these images to make us understand what the word of God does when it enters your life. It dominates your thoughts. It conquers your character. It takes over your system and establishes the government of God in such a way that the perversity in this world, the destructions and the wickedness in this world, when they come to you, they cannot hurt you, they cannot destroy you. Because the word of God has taken flesh. Now you are an epitome of Emmanuel. Shout a big amen. Yeah. That is why during this season is a time for us to go back again and rekindle our passion and desire for Jesus to be established beyond measure in our journey of life. In the agency of his word. The word must take flesh. I say the word must take flesh in you. That should be your priority during this season. Open yourself up that the world may touch you and shake you. You know, there's a, a point that uh, was made uh, clear here a few weeks ago. That the word of God must do something to you. Amen? Amen. The word must do something to you. Until the word does something to you, it has not taken flesh. And until they, it takes flesh, the glory as of a father, full of grace and truth in it, cannot be made available to you. That's why when that word enters you, it will take something out of you. Something must go. You cannot just be the same person and just remain that way. No! You're not encountering. It's not possible. That is why you must yield yourself. The psalmist say, if you hear the word of the Lord, you know what? Harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. You have the tendency to harden your heart. You have capacity to shut out the ministry of the word from changing you, from changing and reprogramming your appetite, reprogramming your entire system, and making you the person God wants you to be. Only yams and beans and rice that they harvested and kept in the barn are preserved. The one left in the field can be eaten up by any animal. True or false? Good. Until you are harvested and kept in the, in, the, in the barn, you cannot enjoy some level of divine blessings and protection. And that's why it is categorical today. There shall be no hurt, there shall be no destruction. 
in all my holy mountains. But that holy mountain will sustain the quality and the texture of the glory of the word of God. Not just on a shallow level, but on a level where it will so massively occupy the territory as the water covers the sea. You must be saturated. You must be saturated with the word of God. You must understand what Jesus is communicating. It will become your prime, you know, priority. You can beat your chest and say, yes, the word has done something to me. All the saints that we celebrate were men and women who were completely broken by the instrumentality of his word. Hallelujah. Paul in the second reading says, Brethren, whatever was written in former days, what reference is he making to? The scriptures, right? And that is what? The word of God. Was written for our instruction that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, you see, there's an encouragement you get from scriptures. Life as it is, is harsh. Life is not friendly at all. Some will say life is not fair. Is life fair to you? Praise the Lord. Hey. I'm asking a question. I say, is life fair to you? Do you just sit down and life begin to deliver things to you? If you don't hustle, nothing happens. Life has put you on the, on the, hot, on the spot check. Where you have to toy, fight for things to happen. So life is not fair to you. Very, very important. And so sometimes we give up. We have tried and tried and tried. We are pressed in and things are not working. So, ah, I've tried my best. Me, I don't tire. Just make do with the low class. And when you see those who are making it, you say, ah, this ones, they did something else. You begin to, you begin a huge ministry of criticism and calumny. Because life is not fair. You have become a victim of the systems of this world. That you don't see physically. It's an energy that holds men, spellbound, breaks men, reduces them to ashes. It limits their progress in life, both spiritually and physically. But Paul says that there is something that helps us to be able to press through and break these chains, the invisible chains that discourage us. He says what? The encouragement of the word, the scriptures. That we might have hope. May the strength that comes from scripture be your strength in the name of Jesus Christ. As you allow the word of God to dominate you, when the pressures of life get so high and you are at your breaking point, child of God, may the vistas of the world you have received that have shaped you, that have done something to you, open up to you a dimension of encouragement that powers you to overcome in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because he said, may the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. You know, because of the pressure, everybody stands up. Because of the pressure, because of the disappointment, we become irritable, become irritated. Everyone is angry. 
I was sharing with somebody yesterday. He says in Lagos, everybody is blatantly angry. Everybody is angry. If you are driving, don't just learn to do self-control. If not, you will fight ten times before you reach home. Because everybody is what angry. You drive from here to here, two hours you wait. At the end of it all, when you now get to where the hold up began, you will see nothing. You don't need to ask, why have I spent three hours, four hours, five hours, and there was nothing? Maybe somebody just parked his bike like this, and four or five cars parked, then from there, hold up to start building up. So everybody is literally angry all the time. The pressures of life. The devil instills into you anger. You are angry with the system. You are angry with everybody. You are angry with the price of this market. You are angry with your wife. You are angry with your daughter because of school fees. You paid six hundred thousand, and then you came back home with zero. You are angry. Money has been wasted. You just walked to your car now. Before you know it, what they gave you was a fake one. You spent so much money. The money is gone. You are angry. Then government will bring their own. So you are angry with everything. Anybody that crosses your red line, sorry, we receive a quantum of that energy you are carrying. How can you live in such a world? If you live in that temple, the Holy Spirit cannot inhabit your life. The word of God will be demobilized from operating. Praise the Lord. These are the technicalities that is involved with our journey of faith. And that's why Paul said, Rejoice! I say rejoice! Rejoice always! Three times! You are the one to force yourself to rejoice in the face of the pressures that breaks you, that causes you to vexation. Happiness, you must have a generator inside you that generates your happiness. You must learn to be happy all the time. Very important. Very important. So Paul is praying that God of steadfastness and encouragement may grant you to such live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ. That together you may have one voice glorifying the Father, God the Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. So during this is the time that we need to shed off some of us now are counting our losses already. There is no counting your blessing now. From January, February, March, April, June, ah, man, this year now, wow. Depression is coming already. They are getting sad already because this year was a colossal eh, loss for them.